BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Years ago when I was just starting out as a therapist, one of the things that we have to do to get licensed is to have supervision. And this was a long, long time ago. And I just remember I was so ready for supervision because it takes years to get through graduate class and then finally supervisions when you're actually doing the work and you meet with someone else that's a lot more experienced than you are. And you actually learn and live it what you've been studying for so long. And so I cannot wait to introduce you to these two individuals who work for a company that all they do is provide clinical supervision for therapists and up and coming therapists. And that's so needed. And there's such a, a problem of finding a good supervisor. So I'm really excited about that. The title of this episode is Motivo Health is Changing the Way Mental Health Professionals Find Clinical Supervision with Rachel McCrickard and Dr. Carla Smith coming right up. Welcome to the Mental Health Today show. My name is John Cordray and I am a licensed therapist and I am the host of this show and so glad that you are tuning in with me today. And so, like I said at the very beginning, we're going to be talking about why finding a clinical supervisor as a therapist is so important because, I mean, if you're not a therapist, don't tune this out because you need to know this about the therapist that you see because your therapist or if you're going to try to find a therapist, not only do they have to go through a lot of schooling, but they also have to go through supervision. And it's good for you to know what that process is like. So you just know that you're not going in to see someone who just went and studied a bunch of books. It's a lot more than that. And so uh, I want to talk to you about this mental health company. It's a tech company. And I want you to know why it's important and why it's here. And so the company is called Motivo. Motivo Health is a virtual clinical supervision platform for behavioral health employers. Motivo helps aspiring therapists, social workers, behavioral analysts, and psychologists complete and maintain their licensure through virtual clinical supervision and continuing education. And my two guests today are CEO and founder, Rachel McCrickard, and Chief Clinical Officer, Dr. Carla Smith. Welcome to both of you. Thanks so much for having us, John. Thanks for having us. Oh, yes. I can't wait to talk about this because 
this is something that many people probably don't realize is such a need out there. So Rachel, tell me a little bit first about yourself, your background, why why are you doing what you're doing? And then Dr. Carla will come and, and I'll say the same thing to you. Great. Yes. Happy to. John, first of all, I have to say, I didn't notice this when we were planning for the show, but you have such a good radio voice. (laughs) (laughs) I know why people listen to this podcast because you're very easy to listen to. Your your voice is great for radio. So I just wanted to say that. And yeah, go ahead. Thank you. I actually was a DJ for a while. Oh, I mean, you come by it naturally. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. So yes, I'm the CEO and founder of Motivo. I'm also a licensed marriage and family therapist. And so I really started Motivo to solve a problem that I experienced on my own road to licensure, which was lack of access to a clinical supervisor. And I know some of the people that listen to your show might not necessarily be therapists themselves. So I feel like it's important to mention, you know, what is clinical supervision? And it's very similar to residency for a doctor. So new therapists, they graduate with their master's degree, and then they have to work under the professional license of another therapist for about two years before they're able to be licensed independently themselves. You know, the word supervision sometimes sounds like the person's watching you in your counseling sessions. And that's actually not it at all. It's kind of a mentorship or a guide for your licensure journey. So you might see clients, 25 clients a week, you know, doing therapy with your patients. And then you have a separate appointment each week with your clinical supervisor to learn skills and and get better at becoming a therapist. And you need to do that for about two years. So this process of clinical supervision was difficult for me because I'm from a rural area of North Georgia and there weren't any clinical supervisors in my hometown. In fact, the closest one was a two-hour drive away. So I was driving each week to Atlanta in order to get to the closest clinical supervisor. And it's my responsibility to do so and to also pay that supervisor for their time for the hours I needed for licensure. So it was just a long, expensive, arduous process for me. I stuck with it. I got licensed. But then I noticed that states started passing rules saying that you could do supervision remotely through video, video supervision, a virtual supervision. That's what gave me the idea to start Motivo to really create, you know, a more seamless process for therapists, particularly ones living in rural areas, to find a clinical supervisor and complete these mandatory hours. So that's kind of the impetus behind Motivo. And I'll pass it over to Carla to share her thoughts on why supervision is important to her. Thanks, Rachel. There's a lot of similarities in the story and the pain points that therapists have. But first, I'll tell you a little bit about me. I, too am a licensed therapist. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I worked on both licenses while I was getting my PhD. And so my need and my pain point while living in the Atlanta metro area was not access or geographic location around you know, finding good supervisors. It was supervisors whose values aligned with mine and, you know, being able to find people who, you know, were openly talking about, um, you know, disproportionate care in mental health and how to create access for people of color to quality care. And also doing that while being a PhD student that was working full time. And, you know, so not only 
busy, but also uh, didn't have much money. And so I had two people who were absolutely willing to pay it forward and to say like, you know, I want to work with you, their values aligned and to make it um, something that was financially in reach for me who, you know, just kind of put my needs in front of maybe even, you know, their own to get a return in what they were giving me because it was much, you know, what they provided me was valuable. Um, so, you know, my, my connection, not only to supervision, but also to Motivo is to be able to create that access. You know, Rachel talked about access and I think that equity and work in, you know, as a supervisor is to be able to recognize that there are, you know, therapists, there are people that are unable to get, you know, connected to quality supervision, but also supervisors whose, you know, values and maybe even their personal identities or demographic identities align with not only their own, but maybe even their clients and the experience that they'd like. Emotivo provided that access for me as a supervisor to be able to pay it forward also and to also meet the needs of my supervisees who are looking specifically for me. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week, we talk about the curious things that people do. This show is for you when you're in the mood for unscripted, lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and just a smattering of psychology and information you can use. I promise we will make your day pass a little faster and put a smile on your face. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please follow the link in the show notes. Well, that's awesome. When you talked about access and providing access, I've talked a lot about that for individuals trying to find a therapist and, and the access is very limited. But what you're saying, you're both are saying that there's also a limited access to free licensed therapists who are looking and needing a supervisor that not only is available, but also fits and aligns with their values. And that's so important. And, and Rachel, I, I want to go back to you just for a second. You just said two hours. You drove two hours one way to your supervisor. Is that right? Did I hear you right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, luckily, I had some really good music to listen to. But yeah, two hours and then two hours back. It was, it was a long process. Wow. And so there you're speaking to practical access, right? There just wasn't anyone near you. You had to go way, way away to find someone and take a huge chunk of your time out of your day just to go see a, a supervisor. That's right. And I would say that that's not limited to just people in rural areas. You know, I did a number of my hours towards licensure in Los Angeles, California as well. And anyone who lives in a major metro area would tell you even going eight miles can take an hour in Los Angeles. So, you know, this this hurdle of getting all of the hours that you need is both time consuming and it's also expensive. And, and Carla already spoke about this a little bit, but you have to pay your supervisor for each hour of supervision. So it can just be a hurdle for people to get started in the profession, really no matter where they live. Yeah, absolutely. And Dr. Carla, the type of access that you were talking about was 
is this person a good fit for me as a supervisor? Yeah. Well, and, and you were you were talking about referring to culturally responsive supervision. Can you can you talk a little bit about that and explain what that means? Sure. So, you know, culturally responsive care, you know, it actually started in in schools where we're talking about pedagogy and where that, you know, translates to, to therapy and supervision into the clinical world is that we're meeting people's needs based in what their cultural identities are. And to, to even just identify that access to a person who is responsive, not just saying like, I'm going to say like, you know, this person is a black client who grew up in X area, not to know it just in terms of information, but what is it about the services that I provide them that has to be different and responsive to what their needs are coming from that, you know, contextual experience. And so, you know, just like we do have this conversation with our clients, you know, pre-licensed therapists also have needs that are connected to who they are in their contextual kind of experiences. So their race, their sexual identity, their gender identity, any disabilities, you know, socioeconomic status, these are all things that could be addressed in various ways through supervision. So, you know, my supervisor, I may ask my supervisees, tell me more about you, you know, culturally, but then also how do I meet your needs? What are your needs specifically toward, you know, being a ex therapist or ex social worker working on a license that that there are more barriers and blocks based in, you know, certain contextual concerns. So, you know, being able to say, I'm going to address what the needs are, the holistic needs of who this person is in supervision is what culturally responsive supervision is. Well, that's awesome. Thank you. So Rachel, I want to pass it on to you and tell us what's the typical process of becoming a licensed therapist? Yeah, great question. So, you know, you can't become a licensed therapist with a bachelor's degree, unfortunately. You need to have a master's degree. So usually how people enter the field is they get a master's degree in counseling, psychology, marriage and family therapy, social work, behavior analysis. And then once they complete that, usually anywhere from two to four year degree, they begin the licensure process. They actually start seeing patients in the second year of their grad school program. That's called your practicum or your internship. That's where you're just beginning to dip your toe into client work and beginning to learn how to become a therapist. But then once you graduate, you know, you've left your university and now you have at least a two year road ahead of you of honing and developing your skills. So you're usually called an associate level therapist is a, is a pretty common term. And you have to work, as I said earlier, under the professional license of another therapist. That other therapist is called your clinical supervisor. So you might work in a behavioral health center, a nonprofit that has a clinical supervisor for you. In some states, you might work in private practice, but you have a clinical supervisor over you. 
And basically what you're not able to do is bill commercial insurance. You're able to see patients that are either self-pay or who have Medicaid, but you're not able to bill for commercial insurance as a pre-licensed therapist. So you do that for about two years, maybe sometimes longer. You sit for the national licensure exam. You pass that, hopefully. And then you get registered with your state and you're a licensed therapist from there. And you have to get licensed in any state where you want to see patients. So if you're licensed in Georgia, you can see patients in Georgia. There's been some flex around this with the COVID pandemic, but for the most part, you need to be licensed in the state where you are delivering care. Yeah. And I will say the process of becoming a licensed therapist is not an easy one. And this is something that I think people need to hear this because when they are looking for a therapist or maybe they are seeing a therapist, you need to know that the therapists that they're a licensed therapist have gone through many, many steps to get where they're at, which is good for you because you're not talking to just anyone off the street. You're talking to someone who has had thorough training, thorough supervision. Yeah. And like you, like you said, they have to pass a national exam to even begin to apply to become licensed in a state. That's correct. You know, the word motivo, we chose it with intention. It means foundation in Portuguese. And the reason we picked that is, you know, very similar to what Dr. Carla was saying earlier around culturally responsive care. These are your years to become a clinician, you know, to really hone and develop who you are. And so anyone who's in therapy today you know, is going to benefit off of that therapist having received culturally responsive quality clinical supervision because it's what makes a therapist a good therapist. It's what gets them ready for the field. It's very important, even in the overall scheme of mental health care. Yeah, absolutely. And a good supervisor is going to point out things to grow for a therapist. I just remember a long time ago when I had my supervisor, when I was a pre-licensed and I looked forward, I loved meeting with my supervisor because she was so full of experience and knowledge that I didn't really get a lot from, not that specific, from schooling. And so I was able to ask about real life situations and, and real life scenarios. And it was so valuable to get. And so I just really valued my time with my supervisor. And then later on, years later, then I then became a supervisor, which is really cool to be able to be the supervisee and then eventually become a supervisor. So, Dr. Carla, I've, I've got a question for you. Mm -hmm. Why is it these days so difficult to find clinical supervision? That's such a great question. And, and you know, there's so many different, you know, experiences that that do make it difficult. Some of the more general is that, you know, it's an, it's just an overwhelming process, right? So we're talking about people who, you know, may have just or recently graduated from a clinical program. And we're talking about getting licensed being difficult. Clinical programs are their own, you know, level of difficulty as you are a graduate student. Yes, which graduate school is already something that is hard and difficult by design, being a clinical master's student or doc student means that you have an added layer of having to see clients and meet certain requirements there. So you're already kind of leaving this place of overwhelm and meeting requirements and 
having met them and graduated and simply to graduate to another, you know, pretty significant process that has various requirements that we have to meet in certain time frame and all of those things. So it can be overwhelming. I think also it can be intimidating. So we talked about some of the great aspects of being able to work with a seasoned therapist who has also become a supervisor and speaking to a seasoned therapist who has also become a supervisor can be an intimidating process or if there are you know multiple options or not enough options i think that that's part of the process we're very vulnerable in this state of having completed something pretty significant but then also needing to climb another mountain in order to get licensed and to do this you know, free of having to do supervision. And then the other, the other significant thing that makes it difficult at times is that supervisor access and options. So we talked about the, the access, I think also options too, depending on your license type, depending on, you know, the, the populations that you serve or want to serve, and also just maybe who you are looking for in a supervisor, it can be difficult to land on, you know, the right person and to say, you know, maybe I met with one or two people and now I don't necessarily think that they're a good fit, but how do I communicate this as a person with less power or a person who is not sure if I'll be able to find someone who is a good fit? And so it's just, it's just a process that has new skills that we that we have to begin to develop at the same time as having a very important job as being a therapist and showing up in that way for people as well. Well, I really like what you said earlier. This is like climbing a mountain and you you might climb the first mountain only to see the other mountain, right? So it I've been on mountains before and I've looked at the summit and if I just get to the summit and I get to where I think the summit is, and it's not really the summit. It's like, oh, are you kidding me? And so it could be really, really tough within this process. And so, Rachel, this kind of leads me to my next question. Then how does Motivo make it easier for clinicians to find quality supervisors? Yeah, I want to answer that question. I also want to just say on the earlier point, I think another thing that makes it difficult is that the field of mental health is constantly changing as well. So it's not just, you know, what did you learn when you were in grad school that's relevant today? I mean, there's, there's constantly every few years, a different DSM, you know, diagnostic statistical manual of mental disorders that that guide our work. And you'll need to know what the new diagnoses are, or like how old diagnoses are, are evolving and, and making more sense or more reflective of what people are experiencing. So I think there's also a moving target here of just because you learn it once doesn't mean you know how to be a good therapist forever. It's really that, you know, ongoing learning piece that's, that's important to this process of being a good therapist. So I just wanted to mention that. And then how does Motivo make it easier for clinicians to find supervision? Great question. I mean, we're a marketplace. If you know what a marketplace is, some of the ones you can think of are like Airbnb or Uber, where you you are seeking a service and there's a lot of opportunities out there, but they're not aggregated and placed in one place. So if you think about Airbnb, you're going to go on vacation to Florida. You don't want to stay in a hotel. You want to stay in some sort of house or vacation rental. How would you know what people 
are available for that. So you go to Airbnb and they've done all that work. They've brought it all together. They've brought the rates together. They've brought the you know, bells and whistles of everything that you would have at the house, all of that stuff in one place. So that's what Motivo does. We take all of the clinical supervisors that are available and that that are part of our community and we say, here's who they are. Here's what they specialize in. Here's where they're licensed. Here's the rate. Here's who is available. A big part of supervision is You don't just know because they're a supervisor on their website if they have availability to take on another supervisee, just like you don't necessarily know a therapist has availability to take on another client. So bringing all that information to one place is what we've done. And then you can sort and filter a supervisor that's your state, your license type you know, either social worker, marriage and family therapist, et cetera, your specialty. Do they work with children, teens, substance abuse? You know, what are the areas that they are well-versed in and finding a supervisor that's ideal for you? Well, that's great. And it brings a question to my mind. How many states is Motivo Health operating? We're in all 50. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, Literally anybody in the U.S. that's listening to this, that they're pre-licensed and they're trying to figure out how am I going to find a supervisor, literally they could come to the Motivo and more than likely find a match. Come on. We'd love to have you. (laughs) I love it. So, Dr. Carla, I'm going to pass it off to you. If there is a pre-licensed therapist and they are looking for a supervisor, how do they go about trying to find one? Yeah. So they, similar to what Rachel just kind of outlined is that they can come to our site, motivohealth.com, and they can go ahead and do the the filtering. They can also request to meet with that person and kind of, you know, ask the questions that, that they have for the supervisor that they are looking for. And, you know, what we kind of say is like within that conversation between the supervisee and the supervisor, they can both assess whether or not this is a relationship that will fit for what their needs are, what their values are. And all of that can be done on the site. So It's something that once you go there, you're able to just see a list of people or, you know, in many places where there's a need, we can also help with finding a supervisor as well within that area. So it's self-explanatory, but it starts right there on the site. I love that. And to continue the analogy of mountain climbing, it kind of seems like Motiva is the guide. It helps you find the right path to take. I like it. I love using analogies, by the way. (laughs) So, okay. So that's how a pre-licensed clinician can go to Motivo Health and uh, sign up for that. What about someone who is thinking and maybe is a supervisor and they're wanting to become a supervisor on Motivo Health? Sure. They can also join a, a wait list of supervisors. And, you know, you could actually complete that also on the website and to be placed on the wait list. And then we will, you know, kind of contact you once we have a need in your area. Oh, that's great. So can you say the website again? Sure. It's MotivoHealth.com. That's easy enough. So whether you are a pre-licensed therapist needing to find a supervisor or maybe that you are a seasoned therapist and you are ready to be a supervisor and you want to get on the wait list, you go right to the website 
follow the instructions and somebody will contact you. It's that easy. It is. <laughs> I love it. So what you're saying is that Motivo Health is tackling this issue, this huge mountain, this barrier that's out there. And we talked about lots of different barriers and it's bringing it all together and removing a big part of that, making it so much easier to make that bridge between the pre-licensed therapist with a supervisor. And I think that's a great marriage and a great service that Motivo Health is providing. Fantastic. And it wasn't, I mean, we're talking not that long ago that this was not even possible. Is that right, Rachel? That is right, John. Yeah. I mean, the original idea for Motivo came after I saw that Georgia passed their rule to allow virtual supervision in all settings in 2015. So it was before the pandemic and many states followed suit. They began allowing virtual supervision, but there were some unnecessary restrictions in some states where you had to do half of your hours in person and half could be online or you had to have your first session in person. But COVID really changed that approach. Therapists learned how to create a virtual office for themselves and oftentimes for their patients as well. And this really extended over to supervision as well. And the value of this for the profession is that therapists are able to get the training that they need from wherever they are. And they're able to pick a supervisor that's really based upon their area and specialty rather than just the ones that happen to be available in your hometown. So this is really a benefit for the field. Because of this, we're going to have more licensed clinicians and we're going to have better trained clinicians. But one statistic I want to point out, John, is that 64% of people who go and get their master's degree in counseling don't ever complete the licensure journey. So at a time where we really need every single mental health therapist launching into to the field, there's a number of people who are, are falling off on this process of getting all of their hours. So this expanded access through virtual supervision is a really important thing. I didn't realize that's, that's the statistics on that. That's amazing. That's heartbreaking, actually. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And there's a number of reasons for that. It's not just virtual supervision or the clinical supervision process, but it's part of it. Yeah. And there's like, we just outlined all the different barriers and hurdles of becoming a therapist. And it is long. I remember when I was in grad school, I was working full time. And I joined a, an accelerated program in the evenings and I would go work full time during the day and then go to my evening class for three or four hours for two years. That was a lot. Yes. I mean, one thing I'll, I'll point out as well, I made the example earlier of residency for a doctor. A different part about that is that they are still technically in their educational program. So oftentimes they're still, you know, being supported by student loans and they're still part of the process. This happens completely after your education is over. So you've graduated, your student loans are coming due, you know, you are in a very entry level job. So, and Therapists don't make anywhere near <laughs> as much as doctors do. It's just different. And it is this hurdle that oftentimes people just aren't able to cross. Yeah. And Motivo Health helps bridge that, that barrier. And I love that. So awesome. Well, uh, I just have one question for both of you. And it's the same question. And it's a question that I ask all of my guests that come on the show. 
I talk a lot about self-care and in our profession, we help other people, but sometimes we might neglect ourselves. So it's really important for us as professionals and as individuals to practice self-care. So Rachel, I'm going to ask you, and then Dr. Carla, I'll ask you the same question. Yeah, I love this question, John. I do a couple of things. One, I run every single day. I have a treadmill that I got during COVID and I run on it every single night. And it is, it's the reason Motivo Health exists because if I didn't have that at the end of my day, I think I would carry my stress with me so much. I have a dog. I make sure that I take her on walks during the day. I make sure I get a really good night of sleep every night. I limit my alcohol intake. You know, I only have a glass or two, you know, a couple of times a week so that I can make sure that my sleep isn't interrupted in any way. And really, I think of this as not just caring for myself, but I think it's also caring for my clients and my supervisees. Because if I'm like not well, I'm not going to be effective. And so I reframe it in that way as well, as this is something I'm doing so that I can give my best performance possible to my job. I like that reframing. That is so true. We don't take care of ourselves. How are we going to take care of our clients? Yeah, I like it. All right, Dr. Carla, you're up. What are you doing for self-care? Sure. So, you know, I think of, I think of myself now very differently as what I did for self-care as a, you know, pre-licensed clinician, just in terms of access. So, you know, I just think across the board, being able to connect to things that whether they're free or paid that, you know, is within budget that really does help. One of the things is therapy that's first and foremost, And, you know, as a pre-licensed therapist, I couldn't afford to go to therapy. And while supervision is not a stand-in for therapy, there were times where my supervisor was kind of like another set of eyes on me. And she would say, hey, here are some options for some low-cost supervision, or here's a group for you. So, you know, there's a difference in what I can do about that. But I think therapy is really important and really taking care of our mental and emotional well-being is important. The other is uh, that I am super into. TV and I have no shame about that. I will watch TV, you know, when the the need strikes. There are times where I'm even working where I have new girl on in the background and I'm okay with that. And then the last is that I do yoga and I am also a like lifelong student. So, you know, the way that I actually hold myself accountable is that I am also in a yoga teacher training course. And so, you know, like I make sure that I have my little schedule that on the weekends I I do just because I'm just so used to working. And so instead of doing work on the weekends, I do my yoga teacher work. And so it kind of does this, this double work of taking care of me, but then also making sure that I am holding myself accountable to it. Oh, I like that. So I think we all can agree that self-care is so critical And it's not just something that we talk about. It's something that we do, something that we live. I love asking my my guests that because it encourages all of us that we need to continue to work on our self-care. Well, I want to thank you both for coming on the show and talking about a very, very important topic and uh, love to hear more about Motivo Health. And I'm sure we'll continue this relationship But thank you so much for explaining what you all do. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having us, John. Thanks for having us, John. 
Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. It's an honor to have you both on. And it's an honor of mine for all of you who are listening to the show. Some of you are new to the show. Some of you have been listening for many years, and I really appreciate that. I appreciate you. I hope this has encouraged you to continue to work on your mental health. I hope it's encouraged you to realize that your therapist, if you go see one, had a lot of training and a lot of great supervision. So important. Well, continue to work on your mental health. And as always, I want you to know that the Mental Health Today show has been championing your mental health since 2015. Take care. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.